Welcome to the Small But Mighty Biz Stories Podcast, where we talk about the inspiration and motivation behind your small business. Here's your host, Karen Wilson. Today I'm here with Loretta Cheen, and she's going to take it away now and introduce herself to us. Hi, Karen. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a nice rainy day, but it's always a good time to talk about business, which in my case, thanks to COVID, it has been one of those pivot, air quote moments. Yeah. I hate that word pivot, but that's exactly what happened. So thank you for uh, letting me chat today. Yeah, well, tell tell us about what you do. You've been uh, doing graphic design and brand work for a number of years. Um, how did what got you started in that uh, in that area, that profession? Oh man, you're asking all the hard questions because everything's a long story now. <laughs> um, okay, how do I how do I spin this? The short story is I went to university. I was going to be a psychologist originally. That didn't work out. And I ended up taking a year off to work and then a year after that to travel. So when I came back, I did some uh, psychological testing at University of Ottawa where they the testings revealed that graphic design would be my best best suited to me. So then I took some more time to prepare a portfolio and then I got into the best school in Canada and here we are. Amazing. So tell me after you do one of those exams, and I think a lot of people have, I I know I remember doing them and I wanted to be a lawyer. And so they actually kind of confirmed that direction and yet it didn't really feel right when I took steps to go, even though I have an interest in certain things like that, the law, politics, things like that. Um, it was, it, it, it still wasn't something that lit me up inside. So how, how, when you started actually doing graphic design work, it was, um, I remember when, when I got the results, they give you three choices that would be your best career choice. I remember that's the only one that stuck out in my mind because ever since I was a kid, I had been interested in art, um, visual arts and creating all kinds of things. But my thing was that I, I don't do well with, you know, I'm just going to sit here and create something beautiful today. I need a practical goal to work towards. So Mm. this for me was perfect. And I I knew that I'd be able to create something beautiful, but useful. So it wouldn't be a sculpture that's, it just sits there. It's beautiful. This is Mm -hmm. actually, you know, made for marketing and advertising, which in my mind still fulfills my need to create. So that's the only thing that I remember thinking. It's like, Hey, this, this could work for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having that creative direction or being able to take the, the, the ideas and the input that your clients give to you and then turn that into something for them that meets their needs. That's where you really get the, the drive. eh? It does. And the funny thing, Karen, is that doing those three years, um, at, at Ottawa U with, in the psychology program, it was really useful because it helps you understand people more, see where they're coming from in their mindset. And without a doubt, the people that say to me most often is you took what was inside my head and you made it visual. And I can't tell you what a big compliment that is. It, it, it's just one of the nicest things that I get to hear in yeah. my working life. I feel like in most professions, we'd benefit from a really, you know, at least a basic understanding of human psychology, because we're, you know, we're all driven by various things. Yep. And it's, it's all, it's all that psyche, yeah. uh, that it's all in the psyche. And we can understand so much more about each other and, and what, what is going on behind. I I like to say that the most important question to ask in marketing is why? Oh my God. Without a doubt. um, In the marketing work that you do, I do something Mm -hmm. similar with clients. There's a questionnaire. And one of the Mm -hmm. questions that I ask people inevitably is, 
well, there's two. Is what is your goal for this project? And why do you want this logo design? And if people yeah. tell me, oh, it's because everybody says I should have one, that's not a good answer. That's just not yeah. a good answer. There, there has to be a reason why you're paying me to do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, have you heard of the, um, there's this, the five whys where you, you, um, someone says a statement and then you ask why, and they say, because, and then you ask why again, and then because, and it, it's supposed to help you get, dig into the root. And I just love that approach. It's not, I, I did it to my son the other day and it threw him off, um, yes. because I didn't tell him what I was doing. <laughs> Yes, it's much. It's it's not a very nice thing to do if if they're not expecting it because you're not doing that deeper thinking. You're they just like I just told you why. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. I'm waiting to follow up with a client. We're starting branding work, and that's one of the things I gave her my whole booklet, and I said, "Look, you need to go through this, take your time, and then we're going to go through the questions one by one because." I need to know where your mind is at and I need to know where we're going. And the questions are meant to start that digging process. I never heard it being called the five whys, but that's exactly where we go. So when the client yeah. comes up to me and says, I need a logo because I'm starting a new business and I have a new business partner. Okay. That's a top layer. Then we need to get yeah. And why do you need that? Oh, because recognition. Oh, and why do you need recognition? Well, because I need to attract a broader base. Oh, and why do you need a broader base? Well, because I'm expecting I would like to sell my business in 20 years. And there it is. But it takes yeah. a minute to get there. And yeah, then, yeah. And like you said, when you go at people cold, it's very jarring. So you have to get them into that. We're going to go deeper. We're going to go. We're going to really explore the reasons for this branding work. Yeah. And when someone says, because someone told me that I needed this, that's, that's a really superficial layer. And it's not necessarily a wrong answer. It's just not a complete answer. And it's, it's not even necessarily the real answer. It's just the, the very top layer of what's going on. Yeah. And, um, and, and, with branding in particular, it's yeah. significant investment in time and money to, to, to build this whole identity for a business. Yep. And you know what else that people sometimes don't realize is that it's also, it's also an emotional investment because you're spending time telling me a lot of personal stuff. Yeah. Because I need to know that in order to create something that will represent you accurately so that in turn you will attract the clients that you want um i think exactly. i think we're at a stage thankfully where people no longer think that branding is like a coat that you put on in the morning from nine to five and then take off at night branding is yeah. who you are yeah and you have to be who you are you can't just put on a persona because that's yeah. fake and no one likes that and let's face it the internet has made everybody very marketing savvy. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's in, in, in a way it's kind of sad because things that we share about our lives and each other tend to have that tinge of marketing in them as a, you know, where you're showing the side that you want to show as opposed mm -hmm. to a more full picture of what's going on. And, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. I think that there's, 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 a, there's of course not a need for full transparency, but there, there is something about holding back every moment that's challenging that can lead to a lot of misconceptions about what your life is like and and you know don't forget there's also the issue of privacy do we need to know everything about your life to get to know you and trust no. you and do business with you no i know yeah. some personal things about you that you've chosen to share but that's because it was a choice um yep. i think one of the things about social media that's been kind of like a thorn in my side for the past two years during the pandemic. It's been this whole grand gestures. 
thing. <laughs> yeah. It makes me nuts because everybody is posting and looking for that grand moment. You know, oh, I want to be proposed to at midnight on New Year's Eve when everyone's watching and then I can post it on Instagram. Like, who cares? Yeah. The one thing that I've learned in this new line of work that I'm doing and through the pandemic in, you know, I'm sure people, not everybody will agree with me, is that everything is about the little things. All that matters is those little things, not those big, magical Megatron moments. They're not. Yeah. So for yeah. me, and that's what I'm taking with me into the next phase of business. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because today we're recording, it's still 2021, but this is <laughs> going to be released in 2022. And as we are in this time of holidays and sales and, and so much going on, I mean, I, I uh, sent an email out yesterday to my people saying, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, talking about the marketing mayhem that's happening. And, and that's, that's really what it is. You've got the uh, sale after sale after sale through until into the new year at this point. And it's, it's just all about buy, 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 do this, do that. And um, I know for my family, we're simplifying this year. We're not doing big, big Christmas stuff because it's uh, it's just not where we're at. We just want to pare down, um, spend time together, enjoy each other, and not necessarily um, spend hours around the tree unwrapping presents that we you know enjoy want but don't need and so it's um it, it, i i really notice a big difference especially for us this year we're we're simplifying and i think a lot of people are feeling that um and and that need for more genuine connections which leads me to this <laughs> this new phase of your work because you are still a designer and oh, yeah. while you're you are 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 pulling away from the brand design uh tell us about the, the shift that you've made in your business. Okay, so this one I'll indulge and I'll tell you a little bit of a longer story because it came about, I think, April 2020. So we were deep in lockdowns and that whole bit. So I started to feel that I wasn't seeing people. I wasn't going anywhere. No one's going anywhere. And I thought, okay, well, I still need to connect because it's nice. And I need to. And the funny thing is that at this time, a lot of people started reaching out to me, people that I hadn't heard from in a long while. And they started sending me texts and calling me and WhatsApp messages. Hey, how you doing? We haven't talked in a long time. So it's really funny, Karen, because I remember my throat hurt from talking so much because I wasn't used to it. I wasn't yeah. used to the phone anymore. Okay. So then yeah. I thought, okay, if people are being really nice, and reaching out to me and saying, hi, I should do the same. So I have this box of uh, greeting cards. And I started sending out a few of, uh, to a few colleagues, to a few clients, to a few friends. Then I ran out of nice cards. Okay. <laughs> what was left over was like, you know, not, <laughs> not the kind of thing that I would personally send. And that's when yeah. it struck me. Damn, this would have been the perfect time to have that greeting card line that I wanted to do because for the past few years I'd been posting um what I call type artwork in my profession typography is a big deal it's uh, either you love it or you don't it's a big deal I love typography <laughs> it's a big deal so I'm we have great conversations about <laughs> typography at times do not come yes. at me with comic sense okay do not nope 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 <laughs> so, never ever for, the, for a few years, I'd been creating artwork based on typography. So my artwork doesn't have pictures. It has letters. Now, the other thing is that they're also funny. So there is a method to the madness. So I thought a lot of the things that I'd posted online um, to make people laugh would have made a great card. And that's when it hit me. 
this would have been the perfect time to have those ready. So I thought about it and originally I thought this would be a five-year project. And it turns out that it only took 10 months. So <laughs> with the encouragement of two people, I was able to get that going much, much faster than I anticipated. And I'm very grateful for them. And later on, I'll tell you a little bit more about the inspiration behind uh, the whole greeting card thing. But suffice it to say that COVID was the um, moving force behind me actually saying, okay, this is, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life because this is what makes me happy. These cards are funny. They are nice. They're great quality. But really what I wanted to do, and it was a very specific thing, is that I wanted to provide women with a tool to connect with each other when they're busy and when they're far apart. And this would have been the perfect time for it. So a little late to the party, but there it is. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that I think is so important. We, you know, I know that people are relying on snail mail a lot less, but when you do get those, uh, those, occasional pieces of mail that are coming from somebody that you know personally oh my goodness it makes such a big difference it, it that you get excited to open those you do and you know that this during the pandemic we've all had a lot of virtual coffee dates and inevitably yep. somebody will pull out a card that they want to show me or even a little post-it that yeah. their best friend or their husband or their mother-in-law or someone wrote to them because it meant so much to them that they've kept it and they keep it yeah. hanging in there, that little written piece, because it just delighted them so much. And I, I do the same thing, you know, yeah. I, all over my office, you can't see it, but I have things that people have given me that have come in the mail because they're so precious because few people take the time to actually write that. And when you see what somebody else's handwriting looks like, it's like you're getting a whole insight into their personality. <laughs> well, at least I think so. It's true. It's so true. And 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 they've taken the time taken to personally the time. write it. There is and that makes such a difference. It does. And there is a quote. Um, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown's, and she had an interview. I forget who the interviewee was, but I need to dig it up because she had the best quote ever. She said, How do you spell time? How do you spell love? T-I-M-E. And that's totally oh. true. Because it is true. Yeah. That's literally when you write a card to someone, that's literally what you're giving them. You're giving them your love. You're giving them a, and you're giving them your time, which. For the most part in our adult lives has been in short supply. So, yeah, that and laugh. And it's. It's true. Which is the other part of the work that you're doing. Yeah. So, so let's talk about these card designs and some of the the sassy. Some of the sassy. Uh, yeah. That comes into them. Well, the thing that started it all was the sarcasm card. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the Red Hot, uh, Frank's Red Hot Sauce. They yeah. had a commercial about a decade ago. It was uh, it was a big marketing campaign that says um, the guy's putting hot sauce on everything. And he goes, Frank's sauce. I put that shit on everything. Except when they say <laughs> shit, they bleep it out. And there's a big, you know, um, cover yeah, They blur his face, yeah. So, yeah. So, what I did is I took that. And instead of, you know, using S-H-I-T, I use typography signs like ampersands and percentage signs yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's a very graphic image because it's only type, it's bright pink on white. So when people see that, it is, they laugh hard. Uh, we were at the CNE in 2019 before COVID. And my best friend, I, I'm going to talk about my best friend later. She made me a t-shirt. That's it. 
sarcasm. I put that shit on him. So we're at the CNE in Toronto going around and the guys, you know, the, the guys that do the, the games, the, all that stuff, they have microphones. Yeah. So they started calling out my shirt. <laughs> it was so funny to hear people <laughs> saying that over the speakers. So I think yeah. we both knew we were onto something. So there's been a lot of other sassy sayings. The bottom line is that the purpose of these cards is to make you hopefully laugh out loud and really hard. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll make you think of your best friend and reach out and say, hey, I haven't talked to you in three months. How's it going? What's going on in your life? That's the whole yeah. idea because we, as women, we tend to take our friends for granted. We tend to let time pass to our own detriment because we're busy with life. Yes. And the thing is that your girlfriends, that's the other part of the business. I was at. I've, I've come to realize a connection and friendships with my girlfriends are super important. Those are the women that get you through the tough times, through all of the challenges and, you know, yeah. all the dark nights. Everyone knows there's been countless research done on the fact that female friendships are an incredible bond. And that's what I want women to remember. These, these cards are aimed at women. Some men have bought yeah. them, but they really are aimed at women. Yeah, um, yeah. The thing is that it's meant to make you see yourself in them and see your friend in there and go, hey, I yeah. thought of you. I miss you. Yeah. So that's that's the whole idea. The The content that you produced with these cards is very Canada focused. There's, yes. uh, there are, um, are you talking about the pickle? There's the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The pickle. We're now we're definitely going to have to include some pictures on we our <laughs> website for this. <laughs> that was the hit at the craft show. Okay. And people That's laughed awesome. at it. Yeah. That's yeah, you were just at a craft show this past weekend yeah. at Carlingwood Mall, which is, uh, it was Carlingwood, right? It was Carlingwood. Yes. So inevitably, people look at the pickle and then they get it and they uh, and they laugh. And if they don't get it, I have to explain it in sanitized language, which is challenging sometimes with a specific card, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I have to tell you a funny story and it's, I feel really bad because it was the end of the day and I was busy with another customer and this one woman came up and said, oh, you have greeting cards. And I said, yes. She goes, oh, do you have sympathy cards? And I, I looked at her and I went, sorry, no, it's either Christmas or profanity. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let me back up a bit. I need to explain that. One of the packages that I was selling is called the profanity package. So again, there was a lot of symbols standing in for the actual words, which again yeah. is meant to make you laugh. So yes, I think we should include some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> More obvious. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, I think that we've gotten to a point now where the, the laughter is so uh, necessary because things have been heavy and weighing on so many people and anything that can make you laugh and also allows that meaningful connection oh, is so important. And I was thinking as you were talking that the difference between sending a text or a, a message of some sort electronically, um, that means something for sure. But there's a million other things that are pulling your attention in different directions when we're staring at a screen. If you're writing a card to someone, you're putting your undivided attention Undivided. In it. it takes two minutes, and I am going to record a reel for Instagram on how long it actually takes to pick up the card, write it, and go put yeah. it in the, in the mailbox. It's not yeah. that long. But it's a focused attention yeah. that you have on that one person. So really, how do you spell love? T-I-M-E. That's yeah. really what it all boils down to. 
And it doesn't take that much time. I I was having a discussion about this recently and just just talking with other business owners about that that idea of taking intentional steps to to create those connections because we as business owners, we're nurturing our audience in a number of ways. We're helping them learn more about what we do. We're sharing our expertise so that they know better how to hire someone, whether it's me or someone else. And then we are are nurturing a relationship with them, building that trust. And then um, if we take steps to make that meaningful connection, it goes so much further to build trust and to, and to make, build that bridge where they actually want to work with you. And that's such a, it sounds like it it almost sounds like it's a manipulative thing, but it's a different thing when I talk to small business owners, especially solopreneurs. We have such passion for the work that we do. Yes. I mean, when I when I have heard you talk about the cards yes. and, and what you're doing, like you get so excited and you just light yeah. up about it. Yeah. Um, I think what you mentioned there about being intentional, that's also a word that's come up. And it's become one of those catchphrases recently, but there's a good reason for it because I think I hate talking about this stuff because it's true. And a lot of people don't like to talk about the pandemic anymore because, you know, it's over. Um, But (laughs) the thing is that there's an, you come to a point in your business when you have the time to sit and think about what is it that I really want to do here? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember the work that you and I did this summer. What is it that I'm really passionate about? What is it that I'm trying to do? And my whole thing is about connection. That's mm-hmm. the thing that as a human being makes me uh, want to get up in the morning. And how do I do that? Well, I have created this tool. So when you say that it's manipulative, yes and no. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, because all the content that you and I put out is geared to a very specific end. While we're on the journey, I've discovered that some of the stuff that I've revealed has turned out to be really personal because I'm trying to draw the connection between what I do and the connection between people. So some of the stories that I've shared have been pretty painful, actually. And people have responded amazingly. Um, Yeah, I posted a quote by Mary Kay Ash, and she says something like, uh, people literally have a sign around their neck that says they make me feel important. And I posted a a short story about how somebody in my field made me feel awful Mm. and why that happened. And the whole response around that was amazing. And people are still talking to me about it. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. Make people feel important. I'm going to make that a big sign in my office. It's like, you have to understand what's important to you and then pursue that. And in my life, that's it. So connecting with other people, making them laugh, making them have a little bit of a break. And it's a pretty sad day when you realize you haven't laughed all day, you know? Yeah. And that's happened. Yeah. So, and there's, (laughs) there's a real vulnerability to, having a business and putting yourself out there. And so even if you are taking intentional steps to build those connections, it's because you, you wouldn't do that if you didn't care about what you do and want to make a difference for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going back to, you know, 2020, there were times when people texted me and I could literally feel how lonely they were. Mm. And that made me so sad. So am I going to write you back? Damn right I am. You know? Yeah. It was, it was a difficult time for a lot of people 
But I like to think that the lessons that were learned were far more important for me anyway. So, Mm -hmm. um, and again, I know a lot of people will disagree, but for me, it's been a huge learning experience and what matters to me and what I want to do with my business and what I want to do with my life. So it's been much greater than where's the business going. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. And, you know, the weird thing, Karen, is that I haven't met everyone yet, but I've made friends online. I met one of them this past Tuesday or Wednesday. And I know what she looked like because we've Zoomed, but to see her and hug her, it's just, I can't describe it to you because it was such a wonderful moment. <laughs> it, it's interesting because as, as, as small as our worlds got with the pandemic, you know, we did, there were some things that opened up in the world that we didn't have, you know, uh, there, one of the things that I like to think about is, is how many people who wanted to have the option of virtual because of disabilities. And then all of a sudden that becomes available. And I, and I, I dearly hope that we don't lose that accommodation for people who need it because their world opened up in ways that we need to, we need to keep open. And, and so that, that idea of figuring out what's important and and letting that drive not only your business decisions as you have because you're you're now pivoting <laughs> into yep. this this new world of a product based business instead of oh. strictly service based. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's that's been an eye opener. It's very different. Oh my god! Just just figuring out Canada Post rates. And ship <laughs> That's its own challenge right there. I oh, know. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because my husband asked me, how did you do at the craft sale? Did you at least break even? I said, I more than broke even. And then he said, okay, how do you know? Well, and then I pulled out all my notes. Okay, well, this is how much it costs. This is how much it costs here, here, there. And the amount, and then I thought about it, the amount of work that goes into switching from a service base to a product based business. I mean, I had to open up my new location down in the basement, you know, <laughs> yeah. to allow for inventory <laughs> because I can't yeah. hear. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, the learning hopefully never ends, you know? Yeah. Oh, that keeps things interesting yeah. and exciting and uh but hopefully it doesn't add too many struggles, especially when it comes to Canada Post rates. No, you know what? <laughs> when I first started eleven months ago, um I got this pretty little notebook, which is right here which is where I'm going to write all of my business notes, all the stuff I'm learning, okay? Oh, yes. Ridiculously good ideas. Ridiculously (laughs) good ideas. So one of my very first notes was, remember, baby steps. You can't do everything at once. And the thing that I've reminded myself of pretty much every day is that so far, my record for completing the task that I assigned myself has been 100%. It may have taken yeah. longer than I thought, but so far I've been able to do everything I wanted. I've learned everything that I needed to, so far, not done yet, but yeah, yeah, everything has been done only in 11 months and even Amazing. so all this, all the new stuff that I've had to do, all the new things that I've had to get used to has been amazing and I wouldn't change it for anything. That's great. That's really great. <laughs> so 
talk a little bit about what you've done to um, support this change in your business because you okay. it is very different to, to move from a service business to product. So yeah. what are some of the beyond the logistics and 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 pricing tangible things, what have what what did you mentally have to think about uh, differently in your business? I think two things. The first thing, which was a very, very big challenge for me, was to ask for help. Because mm-hmm. traditionally, as a graphic designer, I didn't want to, especially in the WBN website, I didn't want to ask things because people would know that as a business owner, I didn't have the answers. And to me, that was very frightening because, you know, you don't want people to judge you. So the first thing I learned here was ask for help. I have no idea how to deal with taxes, shipping, selling my stuff at stores, a craft sale. I had none of that. So I had to ask for a lot of help from a lot of different people. And the second one was that I had to open up my mind to the possibilities and stop thinking about just this localized thing. Mm, my end goal is to sell across Canada. I I don't want to target any other countries and I have specific reasons for that. Right. But I, for the first time I have big plans and big dreams and big ambition, which yeah. letting yourself develop that mindset that it is possible was a, that was a shifting moment. You know, yeah. I, I happened to uh, buy Marie Forleo's book, everything is figure outable. Yeah. So that was a big catalyst for that. She, you know, when I read her story, it's like, geez, if she can do that at age 23, maybe I can at my age too. So, but just allowing yeah. myself to dream big and, say, this is eventually what I want to work to. I recently saw an art, someone shared an article with me that the average age of a startup entrepreneur is like 49. Yep, that's, that sounds accurate. Is <laughs> not what most people think. Nope. Because you see the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. Oh. And, 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 and so, uh, it's it's actually people are you know in their prime older than we think of <laughs> and we need to stop thinking of success as something that happens when you're young and then you just sort of coast along for the rest of life because life doesn't end at 40 or 50 i mean we've not. got a lot more we got a lot to do, more to go so. the other thing that was very inspiring is that there's a woman on instagram who's the instagram expert her name is sue b zimmerman and uh-huh. the reason she started her uh, teaching instagram stuff is because she was in her late 40s when she said okay i'm going to figure this out and it's not you are not too old to start a business and to sell on Instagram no. if you're 48, 49. You are not. I am living proof. And I went, okay, if she can do it, you know, yeah. who can I? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We all can. And, and I, and it's funny cause there's, uh, there's the 40 under 40, but I love that we have a woman here in Ottawa who's doing the 50 over 50. Yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miss Anna Epp, a photographer is, yeah. is doing this and I love it because it just shows that, you know, women in particular are we we come into our own when we come into our own and that's not necessarily at 35 the only thing that i wish that i had when i was 35 is my energy level that's about it <laughs> but yeah other than that no because I, I often yeah. tell people when there's too much going on and i have too much to do hey whoa hold it i'm not 35 anymore you know <laughs> so 
And I, and I think there's something good about, you know, the energy level being maybe different or, or at least your boundaries being different. We have, you know, as I remember from turning 40, even in my late thirties, I was starting to be a lot more firm in my boundaries. And then, you know, you just get better about it every year of life, you just, you start to say, okay, no, I'm not going to put up with that shit anymore. (laughs) Well, thank you for bringing up a really nice point, Karen, because I wasn't firm with my boundaries until March, 2020. So, you know, (laughs) that's when I realized that there had to be some boundaries. And when you phone, I can't come running to the home because it's nine to five and I'm working and your priorities are not mine. You know, yeah. So now I've become to tell family members whom I love very dearly, by the way, but they don't own a business. It's like, nope, I'll be able to help you with this at 7 p.m., not before. Yeah. So can you hold on three hours? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's the thing is most people are, are quite fine with the boundaries we set. I mean, the ones who aren't exist but but when when we say what we need and why we need it people tend to respond well to that yeah we just don't necessarily have that ingrained in us that we should that we should that's going to be my next card should worst f word ever totally different (laughs) conversation um that was another thing about pandemic living is that I think a lot of people learned that there were times when we had to protect our mental space. And there were times when I'm like, no, today I'm not adulting. Today it's going to be Netflix vacation. I, because I just couldn't. And when people said that to me, I had to respect that as well. It's like, you know, somebody would say to me, no, you know what? I I can't attend that zoom today. I'm, I'm not in a good headspace. No problem. It's like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. responding to emails today. Okay, not a problem. We'll pick it up yeah. again. I think that is a shift that I see, especially women making. And it's so important because we don't state our needs nearly so often. And I think that the the screaming internally of what we need has gotten so loud that we it's can't ignore it anymore. Now yeah. it's coming out. And I find myself saying both to my husband and family members and friends, nope, I can't make it to that outing today. I'm I'm depleted. I, I need to sit in my backyard yeah. and do nothing. It's like, nope, I'm not cooking today because I'm tired of cooking. It's like, yeah. nope, we're canceling family dinner this Sunday because I'm just tired. Yeah, yeah. I but, it's it's a good change for society. We're we're not only discovering what is most meaningful to us, we're simplifying, but we're also we're also setting our boundaries and we're not afraid to say, you know, at the last moment, this just isn't going to work out like we expected. Yep. There were days when my husband would say, you know what? I, I don't, I know we made plans to go to dinner with your family, but I can't. Yep. And last week we were making Christmas adventure plans with the extended family. And everybody, everybody knows my husband won't attend because that's not his thing. So then my, so everybody's egging my sister on, oh, come on, you want to do it? Come on, you got to come with us. And finally she said, look, how come her husband gets a pass? Can't I get a pass? And we all just went, yeah, you do. Okay, you're out of the list. Yeah. So it's a word that's come up a lot this past year, grace, giving people grace. Yes. And I think that, Personally, I feel that it's it's been a lot of good things. Um, stating your needs. Yep. Staying firm with your boundaries. And I think traditionally we have not been good at it at all. You know? No. 
And almost worse with ourselves than with others. Yes. Not even almost. We're definitely worse with ourselves than yes. others. And I, I, I talk about that a lot with, um, you know, my, my good friends. I say I need to give myself grace and stop saying I should do this, I should do that, or, and just say I can't do that today. Um, I need to do, give attention to this other need and this can wait, this other thing can wait, or it's just not important right now. And that grace we give ourselves is becomes, I think, especially important as a business owner, because we set goals for ourselves. And you mentioned earlier that you've, you've got a hundred percent completion rate for all the things that you needed to do and get to know over this time. But not everything happened in the time frame you wanted it to. So do you beat yourself up over that? Oh, Some of us no. do, but no. you shouldn't give no. yourself grace. There's other things going on. Priorities shift. They change. It has to, we have to be flexible. And, do. and the biggest thing is I'm the boss. I get to decide what the deadlines are. That's why I have a card, which is the lovely purple color on your wall that says you are the boss of you. You get to decide. And I think one of the best things about being our age and going through this whole pandemic, perhaps, is that not only have we realized what's important to us, what our boundaries are, but the fact that we no longer feel bad about stuff. It's like, I don't feel guilty about anything. Your priorities, again, are not mine, which doesn't make me a bad person either. Yep. It's like, that's just not my priority. So yep. I don't feel bad when I say no to something anymore. And by the same token, when people turn me down, it no longer weighs on my mind either because I'm not their priority. And that's okay. Yeah. That, that used to be like, oh, they must hate me. Oh, God. Now it's like, it wasn't in the cards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and what is interesting to me about this is that you have shifted your business into something that in all honesty is going to require extra work and the the return that you get from clients obviously you can't charge the same for a pack of cards that you would for a brand design but the the drive that you have is all about this intention it's it there is such a there's such a connection to uh what where you're coming from, the motivation behind it and, and what you're doing with it. Yeah. And that's, that's really quite amazing when, when you think about it. It is. And it's, it's surprising to me. I've always loved my work and I always give my clients a hundred percent, if not more, that's, that's a given. But interestingly, the amount of enjoyment that I get from both creating the cards and getting feedback from the uh, new clients is it it just fills me up with a joy that my other graphic design work doesn't because I'm in a different headspace now you see yeah and yes I love the graphic design I love the branding work but this is different this is it just speaks to my purpose I think which is yeah. Again, don't want to get too personal because, you know, I have to save yeah. some for me, but yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I can see why that would be so fulfilling it, because as you are creating these designs and, you know, a lot of them are funny and they are, they're amusing. Um, I mean, I, one of your Christmas card designs or holiday card designs was just beautiful. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know you, the one you're talking about. Yeah. I gorgeous. And, it's one and of my so, favorites, <laughs> but it's so unlike the others. 
Yeah. And that's yep. the thing is you, as you're creating these pieces, you get to imagine that person receiving it on the other end. And it's not just one, it's, you know, 50, 100, 200 people who get to experience the joy. It's a multiplication of the joy you get in creating it. And that's that's a really cool thing to enable in your business. Thanks, Karen. You just painted a really great picture in my mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, like I and it it only came to me as you were describing it. I thought, "Oh, this kind of it it, it just makes sense that you know, you're driven to make connections and you've always been that way." Yeah, but it wasn't in- obvious to me. Like it was never obvious yeah. yeah. until I sat down and thought about it and really spent some time digging, you know, the five whys. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Simon Sinek, find your why. Um, connection is a thread that, that you can probably identify through everything you've ever done. Yeah. And 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 it's just it looks different in each thing, but it's it still does. But if I can kind of circle back, I told you I would talk about my best friend. I finally it, it became clear to me one day, and I did have to ask her for permission if I could share this story because I wrote a blog post maybe two months ago about why the card business really started. And the reality is that I've I started writing letters decades ago in cards, but the cards specifically is because my best friend and I needed to keep in touch because I moved away when I was 17. And we've been friends for 35 years. Yeah. So that's where it all started. So I have to thank her for inspiring this. And she makes it her business to find the funniest cards. Okay. (laughs) You know, like yeah. one of my favorite ones is the Christmas card she sent me two years ago. It says, my presence is present enough. Like, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what do I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like it. I, I I think that's so good when anybody has people around who inspire you. And and I know you well enough that I I know a lot of the same people who yeah. do inspire yes. you and push you and yes. and that you're you have those connections. Yes. <laughs> and yes. and and that is it's a beautiful thing because we need those people that push us because I know that there was one person in particular who kind of pushed you into this and and what did they say she looked at me she said when are you going to stop talking about it and start doing it <laughs> <laughs> I you know I have yet to thank her for that but she deserves a, a big grand gesture moment I think Oh, maybe you can share the podcast with her. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What that tells you when somebody pushes you like that, you eventually realize that they believe in you. Okay. Yeah. And they believe in the product. If they didn't, they wouldn't have said that. Just the way she looked at me. Why are you going to stop talking about it? (laughs) I know. And we so need those people, that honesty and the, and the, the, the feedback that is truly a gift, the, the, the push we need to stop talking and just get it done. Just do it. You feel strongly about this thing. Get going. I feel strongly about honesty as well. So yeah. Yeah. So people often tell me that my middle name should be, tell me how you really feel. So, <laughs> yes. And I think that reflects in the cards sometimes. Sometimes yeah. they're a little, you know, they jab at pointed. you. <laughs> but don't worry. Pointed or pointy. <laughs> Both. But don't worry. There's going to be um, the cards that I'm creating. I, I have like a vast array of ideas. I actually have a whole shelf full of 
jotted down and sketched ideas. They're yeah. not just going to be funny and sarcastic. There's also yeah. going to be a lot of inspirational moments. Um, I did some work with a friend a few years ago. The project never got used. Yeah. But the content is there. The, the design is there. So that's going to come out at one point or another. I, I'm just surprised that Buddy the Elf made an appearance this year because I wasn't expecting that I would be putting them out so soon. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Well, it's exciting times for you and your business. Thank and you. so tell us, tell everyone how they can check out your cards. I mean, obviously I'm going to share some photos in the post. So, so people who are following along can actually uh, check out what we're referring to, but tell us how to find your cards and, okay. and follow you. Okay. The easiest thing to do, if you want to check out the cards themselves, you go to loladesign.ca. And at the very top in the navigation bar, click on greeting cards. That takes you to the entire selling section. So you will see um, tiles of all the different cards and packages that are available. The packages are sold in units of five. There's no single items yep. because it doesn't make sense to charge you shipping for yeah. sending one card out. So it's always in sets yeah. of fives. The other thing that you can do if you like is uh, check out my Instagram feed. I'm at Lola Design OTT because that's where I share most of the ideas, the posts, the um, products that are available and why. And also a lot of the stories yeah. that drive the yeah. products. It's a so it's a true peek behind the curtain of Lola Design oh. and Loretto Chain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sometimes it's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the website or you check out my Instagram page and follow me there. You can also, um, can you order from, no, the, uh, the web, the uh, Instagram profile does have a link to the, uh, to my Shopify website, but yeah, Fantastic. you can always send me a message and I'll be happy to respond. And of course, I will include links to all of these things and ways for people to follow you in the podcast notes because uh, we want to make sure people get a chance to check out the work that you're doing and and buy some cards. <laughs> Send some cards to some friends you haven't talked to in a while. It's, uh, it's actually something I, I don't know... Um, if you would have seen my email yet, but that's actually something I told uh, my audience to do yesterday in an email I sent out was, you know, whittle down your Christmas card list so that you can write personal notes to everybody. Don't just sign your name to a card with a message on it. Cause it's, it's, uh, we don't need to have a list of hundreds. We can no. just pare no. it down to something that's meaningful and and then we save some paper not only that but here here's another fun thing you can do when you're writing your christmas cards set aside an hour go to starbucks or your second cup or your favorite coffee shop there are some very good ones in ottawa buy yourself a latte and sit there and write down some cards and you'll be surprised at how enjoyable a task yes. that is because i do that every year it, I don't get them all done, yeah. but it's a break. You get to have coffee, which in my world is always a win. And uh, <laughs> yes. you get change of scenery, change of scenery, and you get to do something nice for someone else as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea too. Um, and I, and I think that with the, with the holidays, obviously this is coming out after the holidays. I think we, we don't, we don't do this, uh, often enough throughout the rest of the year. And I decided this year that I'm not going to send holiday cards. I'm going to send cards in the new year. Perfect. You so that you I do can, whatever you like. I want it to be at a time when everybody else isn't doing it. Cause why should I do it when someone's going to have billions of other cards floating around and, and mine yeah. is just one of a bunch. And you know what? The bottom line is you have to find what works for you. If new year's is it, yes. that's great. 
I'm sending out Christmas for International Women's Day, March 8th next year. Because there's an awful lot of women out there who've helped me in the past two years to get this thing off the ground. And I wouldn't be here without their support. So that's a great idea. That's what I'll be doing. That's a fantastic idea. Well, thank you, Loretto, for sharing your story and sharing so many of your thoughts around making those meaningful connections. And And I hope everybody goes and checks out your card collection because they are fun and they're, they are meaningful. And I know that you're just going to keep growing uh, that amazingness. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Small But Mighty Biz Stories. Want to hear more stories? Visit smallbutmightypod.com and be sure to tell us about your fave small biz so we can share their story too.